this is Catherine O'Connell and welcome to Lawyer On Air. If you are looking for inspirational stories about women in law, then this is the podcast for you. Join me and my lawyer ladies as we enjoy a glass of wine after a hard day at work and talk about the world of women in law. It's my passion to share stories of amazing legal ladies who are working as in-house legal counsel, who have law firm roles, who are leading on boards and who are doing law differently. From time to time, I will also invite special guests on the show to share their insights on legal recruiting and tips for getting hired as a successful lawyer in Japan. I hope you will enjoy getting to know these amazing women who I am so proud to share a profession with. I'm glad you're here and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode in the Lawyer On Air podcast. I'm the host of the show, Catherine O'Connell. I'm a Tokyo-based commercial lawyer, a podcaster, an external board member, and a coach mentor to lawyers who want to go next level with their careers. Today, I'm joined by Akiko Araki, who is managing partner at Araki International IP and Law. Akiko is an attorney at law in California and in Japan, and she is also a Japanese patent attorney. Akiko founded and manages Araki International after a 10-year career with major law firms, including US-based global firms. Akiko also founded Araki International to create an accessible platform for international clients who need legal support to develop their businesses in Japan. As an attorney admitted to both California and Japan, she supports clients, especially in cross-border matters, advising on intellectual property, technology transactions, IT, data privacy, consumer law, labor law, and general corporate law, as well as dispute resolutions. With its culture of promoting collaborations, Araki International welcomes various opportunities to work with clients and colleagues in a professional and friendly way. Well, I met Akiko at the Japan Law Awards this year in 2022, and truly I was struck by her professional nature and her courage to set up her own law firm in Japan. And I really wanted to hear her story so that others who can be like her, who want to aspire to manage a law firm in Japan, can learn from Akiko's wisdom. At those law awards, Akiko is actually in the top five as a finalist in the Young Lawyer of the Year award category. Well, when she's not doing law, Akiko also likes to do cooking and eating, she tells me. And she also enjoys playing with her pretty kitty cat called Max. Well, I can't wait to get started. Akiko, welcome to the show. Hi, Catherine. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm so excited to talk with you about various issues and career development. I was so pleasure uh, meeting with you at the Japan Law Awards several months ago. And congratulations on your achievement winning the award. Thank you so much, Akiko. It was really lovely to have you come up to me after that (laughs) and, you know, just say your words. And I think you are also aspiring to be up on that stage at some point. So we're going to get you there at some stage. Thank you so much for your uh, kind words. Thank you. I know that you've listened to our podcasts in the past. uh, So you know what my opening question is. And it is if we were meeting up in person, and I hope we can do that again. 
very soon. When or where would you like to go? Do you have a favorite wine bar or restaurant that you like? And what would you choose from the menu? I'd love to go with you, Poseidon in San Diego, which is a super nice seaside restaurant where we can enjoy beautiful ocean view with pretty nice wine and cocktails. Ooh, what kind yeah. of wine or cocktail would you choose? Um, usually I love drinking wine, but when yes. I go to Poseidon, I recommend to have beautiful cocktails. For example, Hawaiian cocktail with pretty flowers. Oh, sounds lovely. So Poseidon is like the god, the Greek god of the sea, isn't it? So is that the, that's the name of the restaurant because it looks out to the sea? Yes. Oh, San Diego. I, I think so. I think it must be. San Diego is somewhere I visited Gosh, 10 years ago, I loved it. I really want to go back. Thank you very oh, much. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. I meant to go there again. Yeah. It's a beautiful city. One All of right. my favorites. Let's do it sometime. Yes. All right. And let's move in then. I wanted to ask you about your early, early, early days. Mm -hmm. so if you think back to when you were a child or even when you were a young teenager or adult, what kind of career were you thinking about? What did you want to be? Yeah, it's a bit surprising to you, but I already wanted to be a lawyer when I was an elementary school student, maybe around 10 years or so. Really, really? Why? Really? How did that happen? <laughs> You're the, you may be, actually, I think, Akiko, you might be the very first person to say that from elementary school, 10 years old, you wanted to be a lawyer. What, yeah. what influenced you on that? How did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I grew up in the countryside in Shimane Prefecture. Do you know Shimane? I do know Shimane. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Yes. I grew up there and no lawyer in my family, and I had never met, even met lawyers at that time. But um, I remember that I watched drama featuring a woman lawyer in TV at that time, uh, though I forgot the title of it. But I felt she was so cool, and I became <laughs> to be a lawyer in the future. <laughs> My goodness, isn't it amazing how TV can influence you? You're probably too yeah. young to understand or remember or know of Ally McBeal, which was a program that was on when I was um, a, oh. a young, young lawyer, and it sort of influenced me on how cool you could be if you worked in a law firm. Do you know that, Ally McBeal? Have you seen it or watched it? Yeah, I, I know that. I know that, but although I've never seen it, but yeah. I know that. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a little dated now, and uh, I'm not sure if it would still appeal to everybody these days. But it was certainly something that you know I would before we were sort of recording things, or you had to come home and be there on the day to watch this TV program. So it was always we all watched it, my my group of lady lawyer friends, and then we'd talk about it the next day uh, over lunch or over messages and things like that. It was quite fun. You've reminded me. That's great. I mean, goodness, from 10 years old, you wanted yeah. to do that. That's so amazing. So from those early days, what's been your journey then through till now? We did a little bit of a, an introduction there, but there's so much has happened for you. Tell us about what happened uh, from those early days through till now. So I first wanted to become a lawyer when I was 10 years old. So in the last year at the high school, I decided without any hesitation that I enter university to study law. Yeah, I just did it. I mean, I had entered Tohoku University when I was 18 to study law to become a lawyer. But after I entered university, I changed my mind. My desire to be a lawyer had gone. 
really <laughs> yeah what happened what happened yeah because after entering the university what struck me was how interesting to study law at that time my interest was not in a future career i mean to be a lawyer anymore but mm. i focused just enjoying purely interesting research and study in law i was really? so happy that's very interesting you <laughs> yeah yeah you are again quite unique in that some people don't actually enjoy the process of studying law but they enjoy being yeah. a lawyer but you really enjoyed that learning about what the rules and procedure and cases and the way that law is formed is that the kind of thing you're talking about there that you really loved that enjoyed it yeah that was super exciting to me it's something like unusual but i really loved learning and researching and also uh, discussing various issues in law with professors and other students in classroom. So, and I eventually became wanted to be a law professor rather than an attorney in the future. Mm, was, that, <laughs> was that really because those professors that you were discussing things with might have influenced you there? Yeah, yeah, that was so exciting to me. Wow. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we can't find a concrete outcome uh, different from the science, but uh, that was so exciting to me and I wanted to learn uh, more. Mm. So more you quite quickly. like that. Yeah, so you quite like that gray area, which wasn't either black or white. You liked yeah. the idea that there was hmm, something you could work on in yeah. that gray area. Wow. And also I loved uh, discussing with others in those gray area, how to solve the problem and how, which kind of outcome would be appropriate to solve the mm. problem. That kind of thing was quite fascinating to me. All right. Well, that sounds really interesting. So you're thinking about being a law professor, then what happens? So when I was a senior in college, my instructor said that it was needed to learn at the law school to become a law professor. So I entered the law school. It was then that I was faced for the first time with the decision of my future career path in reality. Yeah, mm -hmm. at that time, I was so naive. <laughs> yeah, before that, I was just enjoying studying law, as I said. I was like, oh, it's so exciting to learn something new like that. <laughs> but that's great. I mean, that's really what it should be about. You just hit it. You know, it should be about having fun when you're studying. It shouldn't really be too much concentration on your future. You know, enjoying the present is a really great thing. So I'm glad you've said that. And I think it's really important for us to try and be excited and enjoy this the process that we're in in the actual moment. Yeah, I just enjoyed studying law. But, uh, you know, uh, actually, the path to becoming a professor is so difficult one, as you mm -hmm. can imagine. Mm -hmm. It would be required to get doctor degree. And even with the doctor, there will be no guarantee of eventually obtaining a faculty post at the university. So facing this difficulty, again, I consider to be an attorney. Mm. <laughs> Going back to my mind when I was a teenager at an elementary school, that was the story I uh, started to prepare for the bar exam in Japan. Yeah, and what happened then? You got the bar? Yeah, I got the bar to be a lawyer in the future. And uh, I decided to start my career as an attorney in Tokyo. Right. Maybe 2010. 2010, okay. And so what happened then in those first years, some of the things that you loved or some of the challenges of being 
a lawyer was it all that you thought it was going to be was it like that cool career of that lady lawyer in the drama yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was so tough story uh, actually uh, i entered a japanese domestic law firm when i was uh, around 26 maybe mm. uh, that was a prestigious one and to be honest the first several years at that law firm was really really the hardest time of my life mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mm, was that the Oebashi law firm? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were there for, what, four or five years? And it's tough because there's so many new things to learn. It's not as exciting perhaps as studying and researching the law was. It was a difficult in terms of what? What kinds of challenges were there? Yeah, I faced challenges. And I think that one of the reasons was related to my previous dream to be a professor. As I wanted to be a professor, I always wanted to do a perfect and beautiful work. Mm. <laughs> and I, I always think about why, why the theory is appropriate, why that happens, why that mm. outcome occurs. But, you know, as an attorney, especially for junior associates, that kind of completed perfect work are not welcomed. So because um, efficiency is super important for attorneys because we are not professor. <laughs> so, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's sometimes better to spend 10 hours to do 80% of the work than to spend 50 hours to do 100% of the work. That's the reality because clients expect to solve the problem they are facing right now. And they do not expect 100% perfect and beautiful work at all. I see what you're saying. They want the answer rather than caring about the creativeness or the beautifulness of the process. Yeah. Whereas that matters to you inside because it's your work effort and your work product, but they want the result. Yes, yes. Ah. But I, I didn't uh, understand that point ah, because I, I was too young. And I was working so hard, even for very small issues, trying to answer to all the questions, pursuing perfect and beautiful work. And that was obviously not good approach to work as an attorney, uh, especially for the junior associate level. Ah, what about also you mentioned the professor thinks about the why of something, why that theory, why the outcome? Did you lose also or not have so much of the why behind your work as a lawyer as well. Did that also disappear as well as this uh, beautiful and perfect part of the work? Yeah, that's true. It's so important for attorneys to consider why. It's sometimes required, but my approach was <laughs> so bad because I always considered why, even for very small issues. Mm. Yeah, that's a not good approach as an attorney, especially for the junior associate. So I completely lo lost my confidence and I almost lost motivation to work as an attorney. And I wanted to return back to university to be a professor at that time. Oh, so that's one of the maybe quite a bit of a low in your career. What did you do then to get over that feeling? Um, of wanting to, you know, not be there and to go back to university. What happened to change you? That was maybe uh, when I was third or four years at Oebashi. I handled one matter 
that matter changed my mind. And that was actually an IP infringement matter. And I cannot explain the detail, of course, no. but yeah. that was a significant matter for the client company. And I received phone calls for many times from the client contact person uh, almost every day. <laughs> and that person told me many times how anxious that person was about the outcome. So I really wanted to help the client and worked hard. And our team eventually got the outcome favorable to the client. And the client was very happy about it. And that made me very happy as well. That was the first experience for me to feel so happy to help the client. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. Yes. Really is great, right? That feedback from your client and you could see the difference that you made in their life. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, researching and studying and also discussing when I was in university, but this experience really changed my mind that I realized that it is super exciting experience to help our clients and make them happier. That is not something I can't experience if I become a professor rather than an attorney. Yeah, and it's almost hard to describe that feeling of excitement because of what you've done for your client and how to talk about it, right, because it's happened. And so what happened then after that? You Did you decide that you quite liked the IP area of law or did yes. you continue to do general law? What happened then for the next few years? Yes, I started my career as an attorney to handle various kind of issues, not only IP law, but also general corporate compliance issues, M&A, and other various kind of legal matters. I didn't start my career as an IP professional, but through that experience handling IP litigation matter, I really wanted to be a IP professional rather than an attorney handling general matters. Yeah, so was it that you, because you got that great outcome on the IP matter with your client, they really yes. got a great outcome, you enjoyed the work. Is that what led you to then be more interested in IP law than, say, general corporate law? Yes, that's true. That's true. Oh, okay, so what did you do then? You were, you were at Simeon Sakai, I think, for a little bit there too. What happened with your next sort of few years there of progress through uh, different law firms? So since then, I worked really hard with good motivation. And uh, I wanted to develop my career as an IP attorney uh, in the future. So I quit the job and then I decided to go to the United States to enter law school there. I, I entered Berkeley Law in 2016, maybe. Right, you went to Berkeley. So, I mean, you don't just think of this automatically, I'm going to the USA. How did you come to think about that as a decision? The reason why I decided to study in the United States was I really wanted to change my career. As I said, I faced a difficulty in hunting matters when I was a junior associate. Then I got motivation to uh, develop my career as an IP attorney, IP lawyer. Mm. And uh, I just wanted to change my career. And then I went to the United States. <laughs> it uh, sounds like not so natural. But in the law firm I started my career, many of young attorneys 
studied abroad. And for that reason, I felt it was quite natural for me to study abroad, same as other colleagues. Great. <laughs> why not? And you wanted to do something different, right? You wanted to change your career. So why not do something? Many might say diving into the deep end of the pool, right? Really going for it rather than uh, dip, dipping your toe. You went to the USA and you entered Berkeley. That's incredible. How exciting. And so what did the USA teach you then about the difficulties in your career? Or did it give you inspiration to do more? I wanted to go to Berkeley Law to learn USIP law. And uh, Berkeley was uh, absolutely at the best place to learn uh, IP in the United States because Berkeley is close to Silicon Valley, the center of tech startups. And also uh, their IP program was very famous in the US and uh, uh, I could learn so many important matters in Berkeley. Fantastic. And did you do any work when you were over in the States or purely do your study? Yeah, actually, uh, before studying abroad, I quit the previous farm and I just uh, registered Araki, Araki Law Farm at that time. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes, yes. What, so, what year is so that? Actually, that means 2000 and is that 2016? 2016, yeah. I, Whoa, uh, I was, let's uh, just paper company, but I registered Araki uh, Law Farm at the Japanese oh, bar. Let's pause there. That is amazing. You already had your <laughs> intention to be your own law firm owner back in 2016. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I, yeah. Great. I, said, I, I faced difficulty uh, yeah. because I was not so good junior associate when I started my career. Uh, in Japan, but uh, there was also a good point. Uh, some clients really loved me and they wanted to work closely with me. And even some of them uh, retained me directly. So I thought mm -hmm. that um, <laughs> I have a good talent yes. to, to work with clients. So I decided to uh, start my own law firm in maybe 2016 and I intended to start my business after going back to Japan. Whoa, that's very exciting. Gosh, how inspirational for you to have done that. Did you tell other people like your family or your friends that you established that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I told my plan to everybody, everybody uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they told me that you are crazy. <laughs> ah, there we go. There's the naysayers coming out very early saying that you're crazy, but you knew you were not crazy, right? Hmm. Mm. I, I didn't think that I was crazy, but every, everybody said that I was crazy. Well, there you go. You <laughs> proved them wrong and we're going to come to your firm shortly, but through, you didn't exactly go and do that straight away, but obviously you're thinking about your own firm, but you're trying to also, I'm presuming, gather some more experience and gather some more insights to working in the law by doing some more work experience with other law firms before you established your firm. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you worked in Japan again and you also, you know, worked with a, a local firm in Japan uh, and an international law firm in Japan too. How about those experiences before you started your firm? What were they like? After coming back to Japan, I strongly decided to be an IP professional uh, rather than a generalist. 
So I consider how to develop my career as an IP professional at that time. And uh, I found that it was so hard to get IP works from potential clients without significant reasons, especially considering the Japanese IP market, where only limited numbers of IP litigations are brought before the courts in each year. So I realized that situation <laughs> for the first time when I、uh, came back to Japan. So I changed this strategy. I decided to be a professional who handles cross border IP transactions and litigation. So, I mean, at that time, I firstly、uh, decided to focus more focus on cross border matters rather than domestic matters. Because there were already many extremely talented litigators handling patent domestic Japanese patent litigation before Japanese courts. So, I tried to join another market. Mm. Cross border IP matters. So, actually, I was not so interested in handling cross border matters because、uh, um, before studying abroad, I didn't handle cross border or、uh, international matters at all. I only handled purely domestic Japanese legal matters. So, I wanted to stick to be an IP professional. I really loved IP. So that was the motivation why I entered the market in cross border matters rather than Japanese domestic matters. Right. So you started to shine in a different way, right? You changed your strategy very strategically and set up this cross border IP transaction、yeah. uh, business or focus that you had. And at that time, did you take the IP, the patent attorney exam? Is that right? Ah,、uh, no, no. I registered as a Japanese patent attorney, but actually, the situation was that I could just register as a、oh, patent attorney、oh, uh, because I'm an attorney at law in Japan. Right. So you can do that. Automatically, I could register as an attorney. Oh, I see. You can do、uh, that and specialize. Yes. Right. I see. You can do that and specialize. That's so great. Well, wow. From those early days then and all that travel, you finally and July 2021, Akiko, just over a year ago, you made the shift out of working for other people into working for yourself after registering your firm back in 2016. Yeah. So, when did you know that was the time to do it? Was in yourself? Did it just happen? <laughs> just happened to me. Yeah. It's a、mm-hmm. um, long path to come here, but Uh, I always considered to have my own clients because、um, I really wanted to help my clients with my experience and expertise. That was motivation to be、uh, IP professionals and improve myself、mm. as an attorney. I've always considered to、uh, run my own business, but、uh, eventually I found that. It is a good time to start my own business because、um, at that time I、uh, experienced as an attorney for maybe around 10 years. So, in Japanese domestic law firms, it's a good time to promote to a partner. So, I decided that it's a good time for me to start my own business alone. Right. So, you promoted yourself to partner? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, before that, I was just, just an associate, senior associate at, at an international law firm.、Mm. Uh, because an 
it's a bit more difficult to promote to a partner at international law firms uh, comparing to Japanese domestic law firm. But I convinced myself that it's a good timing for me to promote to a partner. Mm. And also, you talked about just before that your clients loved you, they wanted to work closely with you. So, clients came to you pretty much straight away. That's not the matter. So, I needed to start BD business development right. from the scratch. It was so hard. It was not easy experience for me, but I did it. <laughs> You did it. You did it. Yeah, you did it. How did you do it? What did you do? Did you go and join various organizations like Bar Association or did you try some other method to build up your business development and gather your clients together? Business development, it's not so easy, especially for young attorneys. But I had experience in engaging in business development when I was an associate at uh, international firms. It is not so common in Japanese domestic law firms for associate to engaging in uh, business development matters. But for international law firm, it is quite common for senior associates to develop their career and uh, try to get their own uh, matters from potential clients. So I, I had a uh, experience in uh, doing that activity when I was an associate at a law firm. Well, it's uh, kind of practice. You got your practice in and you knew the kind of the method of ha- how you could go about doing business yes. development for yourself. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I, I joined many events, mm. uh, meeting many people in IP or legal fields and got contacts from them. And I tried to reach out to them to have a discussion on business development. It was not so easy for me because um, at that time I I was just an associate, so majority of them just ignored <laughs> my email. Oh, I see, right, an associate. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you became your own managing partner, your own firm, how did that make a difference? That you were the managing partner reaching out to people was it different? Yes, different, uh, because when I I started business development when I was an associate maybe several years ago. I couldn't have uh, enough track records, but now I have more track records in handling IP transactions, especially cross-border transactions in global market. So that made me more comfortable to promote myself and sell myself to my potential clients and then I was so lucky and I was I felt very happy that uh, recently some of the my potential clients contacted me asking to work with me together that was the client who didn't respond several years ago when I contacted so the situation changed dramatically uh, since then it's amazing (laughs) isn't it yeah 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 that, that was so so painful experience because the majority of uh, contacts didn't respond at all uh, yes. several years ago. That was painful. And uh, yes. you know. it's really like in Japanese, you say, Itai, it so hurts <laughs> you, right? And then suddenly look at that. They've seen you go out on your own and that you're your, now a managing partner. 
of your own firm and they came back to you that is really an endorsement of you yep i think so wow so if you could turn back the clock and talk to your 10 year old self right that person who wanted to be the lawyer at age 10 what would you tell her from now akiko on the lawyer on air podcast what would you tell her <laughs> i would say that oh akiko uh, you can get here. Uh, eventually, you can get here to be an attorney as you are dreaming now. I would say to younger Kiko when I was mm. 10 years old. You can get there. Yeah, you can get there. And you can have fun getting there. Yeah. And sometimes it might be tough. Yeah. But you can get there. You can get there. I love that. And you've talked to about founding your business, Iraqi International, to create an accessible platform for international clients who need the legal support to do their business in Japan. What does that mean to you then in reality? How are you creating that platform? Yeah, actually, the initial motivation for me to start my own law firm was to create a new, unique IP boutique firm focusing on cross-border IP models. I wanted to incorporate the strengths of domestic farms with those of international farms because I experienced in both uh, international farms and domestic law farms. So uh, we have strengths to handle cross-border matters like international farms, but at the same time, we'd like to be a partner that all the clients feel free to ask advice for not only significant legal matters, but also small daily matters like domestic law firms. And so what's been some of the career or professional highlights for you over this last year and two months, I think it is, since you established your firm? What's some of the things that have come up for you, aside from, as you just mentioned, the people who've come back to you after the rejection? Is there other things that have come up that have been really highlights over the last year yeah yeah i think that this initial attempt has been successful to some extent since i founded araki international we have supported large transactions uh i mean ip matters cross-border ip matters involving uh, millions of us dollars but at the same time we handle very small matters such as review of routine agreements such as you know non-disclosure agreement, something like that. I think that uh, that was due to flexible structure of our farm. First thing is that in handling cross-border matters, sometimes we need to collaborate with local farms in relevant jurisdictions, you know. Mm. And there can be situation where this farm is strong in this specific area, but in another area, different farm might be stronger. Uh, sometimes that situation occurs and in that situation as we are an independent farm we can collaborate with various law firms not specific law firm but we can collaborate with any law firms in overseas jurisdictions in handling cross-border matters this is one flexibility and another thing is that is avoiding conflict issue you know conflict is always the issue in handling dispute resolution in big law if attorneys in big law try to bring IP litigation matters, 
they sometimes won't be able to take those models because the opposite party is also the farm's client. Yes, is, they have a conflict yes. or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah, this is always the issue in every big law. But as we are a quite small team, we can effectively avoid this kind of issue and it can help our clients in various matters. So mm. these kind of flexibility enable me and our team to support our clients. But this doesn't mean that uh, we are competing with uh, international firms. It's not possible at all because um, we are so small team and it's not possible and we do not intention to compete with international firms, but rather we are collaborating collaborating with international firms in handling those kind of cross-border matters and international transactions or dispute resolution. That's our situation. And this kind of problem is quite new in Japanese market. And I think that we can effectively and efficiently help more clients in Japanese market. And that's my dream and our mm. dream right now. Fantastic. And you talked about your team. How many people in your team? Uh, right now, we have two staff. One with uh, helping me in farms administration is another. It's uh, paralegal. Oh, how did you find them? Oh, for paralegal. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I met him maybe several years ago. He was my former teammate. Mm. And also my staff in handling farms administration it's uh yeah i found her uh, through interview process mm, that's great and how about recommending to others to set up their law firm would you do that <laughs> yeah it's a very difficult question because i'm um, uh starting up a new law firm it's uh not easy at all not easy at all uh, we are facing difficulty all the time, every day, and uh, we are experienced uh, for the first time to do a lot of things. But uh, it's uh, exciting at the same time. At least I love doing something new, something interest with my team. So mm. just enjoying mm. and trying because yeah. uh, we, we can't expect what is happening in the future but we we need to decide where to go and what to do and how to get there so what does it take then to be a, a managing partner of your own firm for example you know you talked about people who said you're crazy but you've gone beyond that so you've denied and rejected the people who said well not those people but those comments about being crazy right and you're backing yourself you're saying I can do it. So what else does it take to be someone who can set up their law firm themselves? The motivation for me to owning my own law firm is just I love what I'm doing. And it's not possible for associates to have their own clients in big law. Uh, especially for international law firms. But I really wanted to have my clients and support my clients directly. And that was a big motivation for me to start my own law firms. In addition to that, 
my plan to create a new law firm was welcomed by the market, by the Japanese market. Because um, what we are doing, it's quite new in Japanese IP and legal market. And、uh, we could more effectively and efficiently help all the clients in Japanese market. So I, I was confident that we can support more clients in the future if I found it. A、uh, new law firm in Japanese market.、Mm, new law firm, right? You are doesn't have to be big. You can actually be your size and still have a lot of clients who come back to you. And as you just said, you know, it's really possible now for you to have direct contact with your clients, directly support them. Whereas as an associate in a law firm, you never have the client as your own. I think you've pulled out a really good point there. Thank you. So. Any thoughts then on where you see your career going, where it might head to in the future? What's your future dream for where you are in your law firm as you go into this second year? For second year,、uh, mm. first of all, I'd like to strengthen our team. Yeah, we have now two people, and we are now trying to recruit new associate attorney who joins,、uh, newly joins our team to develop our practice. We'd like to deliver our work to clients as a team to more satisfy our clients. And the second thing is expanding our business. Though our primary work has been cross border IP matters, as I said, that's our strength, that is true. But we've handled other kinds of works, such as purely domestic IP disputes or even works outside IP, such as collaboration deals, something like that. We'd like to support clients in various fields outside IP as well as cross border IP in the future.、Mm. Especially, we'd like to support startup companies. As we ourselves are now starting up, we understand that how、mm. challenging it is to start a company from scratch. So, we can support them based on our own experience. And also, we'd like to share the feeling how exciting to start up something new. With those clients. So now we are discussing with startup companies and have been trying to collaborate with other organizations to help those startup companies. Oh, I love that because you, you are talking about the feeling of excitement of starting up a company and, yes. and dealing with those people who are starting up. You can actually really genuinely, right, authentically share that excitement and also help them because you've been a startup yourself. So That's excellent. And how about for you personally? What's your dream for yourself, Akiko? I want to be an excellent IP professional who can advise not only Japanese IP issues, but also US IP issues to Japanese clients. That's my dream. Yeah.、Uh, recently, I was asked. To deliver an opinion about US patent law to find a solution for an issue、uh, the clients were facing at that time. Yeah, actually,、uh, that was、uh, my first experience to deliver my own opinion on IP patent issue uh, because uh, when I was working at international law firm, I always worked together with、uh, US local councils to handle those kind of works. But at that time, I had to handle 
that matter, uh, US patent law matter, alone without any local council support. And, uh, you know, as an attorney, you know, sometimes it takes courage to write an opinion on an issue where the conclusion is not clear based on the current state of law. This matter was exactly this kind of matter, and I conducted serious research and repeatedly discussed the issue with the client to find the practical solutions for their business. And then finally, I got the final, we got the final solution together with the client. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was a quite new experience for me. And I, the client encouraged me to develop my practice as an attorney handling U.S. patent law issues. And I recently published a book titled U.S. Patent Law Lecture. And uh, I really want to support Japanese clients in advising uh, U.S. patent law matters, uh, not only Japanese legal matters. That's my dream. And I want to improve myself. Uh, I want to improve my English. I want to improve my knowledges and U.S. patent law matters and other U.S. IP matters. And I'd love to uh, support uh, in the future and uh, collaborate with many clients in handling those kind of IP matters in the U.S. That's my dream. Wow, what an inspiration you are. You want to do your self-development, improve your knowledge in English. Look at what you just said. You're doing your research. You were discussing with that client. You found the solution. You got amazing feedback from them. And all of that is exactly what you were talking about earlier. Those things that you love to do are all, yeah. <laughs> are all within that one client that you had the success with and you wrote the opinion on. Again, your first time to do that without engaging U.S. counsel. What a significant step that is. I just want to reflect that back to you because it's truly incredible that you've done that. And I hope that is inspiring for others. And look, you've also written a book. How incredible. Well done. Uh, I think that's amazing and it was a really great step for you to take to go further into the future. Akiko, that's amazing. Well, that's all thanks to my clients because um, uh, always uh, my clients treat me as their team member rather than outside counsel. So they always encourage me to deliver good work to them. So that enables me to do this kind of work without any fear. Yeah. And an embarrassment. Well done. And your personality, I've noticed from being with you today and the previous time I met you, is so strong, but in a really a positive way. I think you couldn't probably do as well as you do for your clients without having this inner, I think it's maybe you were born with it, strength that you have in your personality. You're quite different from anyone I've met before in Japan who's a young lawyer like you. That's why I think you're an amazing inspiration for others. And I hope that people can get quite a lot from this today, from your what you've been talking about. Is there anything, Akiko, today that we haven't covered that you wanted to mention or that you wanted to re-emphasize again? I'd like to emphasize that uh, health is super important thing in our life. Yeah, our professional career is so long. Sometimes we need to work super hard to support our clients, but we need to take care of ourselves, our health. This is the basis of our career. <laughs> it's a 
very basic point, but sometimes、uh, young attorneys forgot about it, how important the health is. So I, I would like to emphasize to all young attorneys that your health is the first priority. Mm, and how do you look after your health as your first priority, Akiko?、Um, swimming. I、oh, sometimes、goodness. go swimming to keep healthy, and also I cook myself、mm. yeah, healthy food. You、yes. know, when you cook yourself what is inside the food, you know exactly the contents. I think that's a really good point to keeping healthy. Yeah. Well, Right, well, I'm going to wind down the conversation now on a little bit of a lighter note, which is what I call the quick fire round, where I ask you a few questions、uh, to wind up the interview. So, are you ready for these quick questions? Yes.、Yeah. All right.、Yep. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> But、uh, I would say that. I love to live in Berkeley in the United States.、Ah, right. It really had an impression on you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very exciting. And if you could start a totally different business tomorrow that wasn't your own law firm or a different occupation, what would that be? I want to be a patissier. Ooh. Do you know patissier? Is that a good pronunciation? Yeah. No, you're perfect. Is it like、uh, a bakery making? Pastries, making bakery items, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I, 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 I'd love to run my own pastry shop. Woohoo! <laughs> That could happen in the future. It could be a side business. Could be. Maybe you could have a cafe at your law firm and <laughs> serve up pastries. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds interesting. Mm, Good plan. That's a great idea. All right. Well, if you're going to write, I know you've already written a book, but if you're going to write a book again, another book, What would you write that about? And it might not be a law book.、Hmm. Yeah, actually, I love cats and I always think about why cat is so free from everything. So I want to、uh, study about cat and I want to write and publish a book about cat's habitat.、Oh, that's fantastic. I don't know if you know Lexi、uh, Takamatsu, who was one of my previous guests. She is also a big cat lover. Oh, really? Yes, she works in a, a place that looks after cats that have been、uh, left behind. She goes and looks after them、uh, every weekend, and that's her, her love. You two should get together and have a talk about cats. <laughs> I want to see her. Yeah, you want to see her. We'll get you introduced. All right, so I love that. Is there another podcast or book that you're reading? Or listening to, or you've listened to, or read recently, Akiko? I read、uh, a book about the story of Steve Jobs. Yeah. What was it? It was yeah, super that... inspiring because、um, they started his own、uh, company、mm. and、uh, he developed,、uh, made the company super、uh, influential one in the world. Yeah, that's、oh, a great book. Is that the one he wrote? Someone wrote for him just as he was not long from passing away. Yeah,、mm. I think that the, that book was so、uh, old one, I guess. Oh, okay. It's an older one. Right. We, we'll have to get the title of that and put it in the show notes for people.、Um, and is he someone that you'd like to meet, a famous person or celebrity? If it's not Steve Jobs, who's now passed away, who would it be? Someone famous? 
that you would like to meet or have met before already? I'd love to meet Hello Kitty <laughs> or Jibanyang.、Uh, huh? What's the second one? Jibanyang. 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 I don't know that one. Really? No. Is that a, <laughs> is that a manga character? Manga character. Oh. I'll have to check it out. Is it a、Jibanyang. cat character? Jibanyang. That's a cat, cat character. Okay, sounds like nyan nyan, but the <laughs> Okay, I'll have to look at that later. Thank、oh, you、yeah. so much. Okay, and、mm, let me think. Two more questions. What's your favorite saying, like a kotowaza or something that you always say? Toki wa kane nari. Toki wa kane nari? Yes. Toki wa kane nari. Which would be time is money? Time is money. Ah, sure is. Okay, good one. And last question. You've already given us a little bit on things we didn't know about you before, but is there something else that a lot of people don't know about you that you can tell us? I usually love staying at home. Ah, okay. I, I'm not social. I'm not a social person.、Um, many people think about me that I'm so social person.、Um, Making so many friends and uh, uh, attending parties every night, something like that. But actually, I love staying at home and reading books and studying something new, writing articles. That's the reality. That's a real Akiko.、Right. It's so <laughs> nice and comfortable doing that, too, right? And it's, it's good to have the impression or create the impression that you're out and about. but I love that too. I like being out, but I love, like you, being home. I yeah, I, I love communicating with others. I love hanging out with my friends. But at the same time, I also love studying, reading, sleeping with my cats, <laughs> like that. It's a great thing. That's so <laughs> lovely to finish up on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, Akiko, we've come to the end of our chat today. Thank you so much for coming on Lawyer on Air as our youngest law firm owner guest. Thank you so much, Catherine, for inspiring conversation today. It was such a pleasure to speak with you, and I loved connecting with you in this way after we'd seen each other at the awards. Thank you so much. How can listeners connect with you? Can we do that on LinkedIn or other social media? I'd prefer to connect with in LinkedIn. Great. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes. So, anyone who's interested in picking up the conversation with you can contact you there. Yes. Great. All right. Well, for my listeners, please do like this episode and subscribe to Lawyer on Air and do drop us a short review because that really helps this podcast be seen and heard by more people. Do go ahead and share this episode with someone you think will enjoy listening and be inspired to live a wonderful lawyer extraordinaire life. That's all for now. See you on the next episode. Cheers, kampai, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode of Lawyer on Air. I really hope that you were inspired by the story you heard and that you discovered something new about women in the law. Please subscribe to the show so that you don't miss future episodes. And if you can think of even just one person to share this episode with, that would make my day. 
I invite you to connect with me to talk more. Jump on over to LinkedIn or Instagram where you can find me or send me a message via my website contact page. That's all from me today. I look forward to seeing you right here on the next episode of Lawyer On Air. Cheers, come pie, and bye for now.